This episode is a revisit with Bentley, who is my co-host for the Topic Talks that we were doing in season one and that we are looking to reintroduce soon for season two. This episode has been broken up into two separate conversations because we had quite a conversation going on and it went for quite a while. And also keeping in mind this first episode or this episode was was recorded in May and things have of course changed since then, much more so than <laughs> it seems like they have in the past. The first part of the episode that you'll be hearing is about the things around the pandemic and things that they're noticing and the talking about how it impacted both of them. Um, a side note, Bentley has gotten herself another job in between the recording of that first episode or that first conversation and now. So that has moved things into a little bit different perspective. And the second part of this episode, which will be coming out after, is all around Bentley and Heidi's transformations in their lives that revolves around their relationship and where they both came from. Now, Bentley has spoken openly more than once um, in, episode, in season one about her move from being married to a man and falling in love with her best friend, who's a woman, and how that has moved. And then this particular conversation was all around the fact that they moved in together in September and they've been living together as a couple and what all of that has meant to both of them. So check in, make sure you look back for uh, episode, the second episode, which will be all about that conversation. And thank you for joining us. Hello, and thank you for joining me today for another episode of Titanium Blonde Talks, the podcast for women, about women, and sharing women's stories in their own voices. Back today is Bentley. Not only is she a previous guest, but she's also one of my co-hosts for Topic Talks, and those are coming back, even if all they are is bitch sessions about how shitty the drivers are these days. And we have Heidi joining us today, who is Bentley's girlfriend, and they both work in the fitness industry, so we're going to have some conversations conversations about a lot of stuff today. So thank you, ladies, for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thank We're so you. excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> Tell me about what your days look like these days. <laughs> That's a good question. I might, honestly, I'll wake up and I've created a movement studio in our garage. So right now it's literally waking up, uh, so hot here in Arizona. So making it, a I saw that making it a point to go out and really water all of our beautiful little plants. <laughs> and then I do my morning workout. I've created a space that I've actually really enjoyed working in. I never thought that the garage would end up being like one of my favorite places to be in our home, mm-hmm. but, um, I get my workout. In and then I start my day online training, creating videos to put on my YouTube for friends and family to enjoy uh, fitness, everything from Pilates, yoga, 
HIT classes. Yeah, I know you've got a, a very wide background, Heidi, in all of the things that wow. you offer. So you know, that's so incredible. Much. Yeah. And then Bentley eventually wakes up and <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for her to get up, water the plant, go get her workout, and then she rolls back in the bedroom with a cup of coffee. And I, I'm not a morning person by yeah. nature. It's I like, understand that. I'm in touch with that. <laughs> I and wait for our first drink till about noon yeah no but um you know we're you know life got flipped upside down right we both had yeah. very long days and very crazy schedules just like most people and then one day it was different right everything but, stopped you know yeah. stopped, and it's kind of interesting that you said that though because right before all this happened like because we were working so much I would just constantly say to myself I wish I could spend more time at home I wish I could spend more time at home <laughs> and, and here you go happen. be careful what you ask I know, right? someone you said wish. what would you tell your February self today it's true though uh, well, and you guys now you guys are in an, a relatively new house to you recently yeah. yes we and moved. you have a lovely pool in your backyard that yes. I see very good but we moved in here in September and we did we ended up with a pool which was amazing I've lived in Arizona she's a native but I've lived here 10 years now and this is my first summer with a pool and I will I don't think I can ever live without one now at this point I, I love watching your family swim <laughs> with a dog that's like oh my god I turned him into a fish. Literally a fish. I taught him to swim and now I'm kicking myself for it. But that's a huge thing. We've been super, I mean, with everything that's going on, it's nice to be grateful to have this space that we've created and that we have really had an opportunity to enjoy for the very first time. I mean, Mm -hmm. Spending all this time here has been really lovely. And we've done some really cool home improvement projects. Well, I saw your deck. I mean, you have beautiful furniture. And and I watched Bentley paint the deck out there. And I was like, that is so and we painted our bedroom last weekend I saw that too I mean it's so neat so that's been really cool it's just kind of um well it's nice that you have landlords that give you the leeway to be able to do stuff like that pretty cool I I live in an apartment that was built in the 60s I had ugly linoleum floor and at 2 a.m when I couldn't sleep I found these peel and stick tiles that were on sale for half off so my little galley kitchen now looks like it's actually kind of cool I I love it I love it I, I actually I covered up the ugly yellow countertops with marble I contact paper. <laughs> I noticed the I, I noticed your floor right when we turned on the screen. I was like, that's so cute. That's my new floor. Like so it. you know, it's just stuff like that. You get to For spend sure. more time just kind of nesting a little yeah. bit. The thing, it's like everybody's situation is so different. And like it I was saying, like we're very, very grateful because you know, it was rough because I lost all my jobs literally within three right. days. I lost all my jobs, right? So everybody's been facing negative, you know, parts of this situation. And for me, that was my first immediate thing. It was like, I lost all of my jobs. This is terrifying, you know, and, and I've made plans and I'm doing things now, which is awesome. But the upside of that are, you know, the the opportunities to do home projects and to be home, you know, so it's everybody's everybody says like, we're in this together, which is true, right? right? But everybody's situation is completely different. 
right? Like, well, we don't have kids. We don't have to homeschool kids. Yeah, which, right. You know, I know. I'm, I'm ta- you know, talking with my kids and seeing yeah. both of them are trying to work from home. And Olivia, who's three, who's like, you yeah. know, my daughter's like, well, you know, we're doing okay if one of us would calm down. And I'm like, honey, she's three. She's three. <laughs> you know, so it's like everybody's situation is different. It's like, yes, we're in it together, but everybody's different in the sense where I, you know, I look at people, I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't, like, you didn't lose your job. I wish I hadn't lost my job. But then I'm also not at home homeschooling a seven-year-old. You know what I mean? So everybody's situation is slightly different. Well, I saw a really good analogy where they said that we're all in the same same storm, but we're not in the same same boat. boat. Everybody's in a different boat, right? That makes a lot of sense. And I had no idea whether I was going to keep my job, what was going to happen. I mean, they were trying to figure out a business model to be able to at least keep the club viable mm-hmm. for long enough to, to be able to reopen. So, you know, that was kind of my thought is like, you know, I may have a job for three weeks. I wow. may have a job for six weeks. I, you know, I don't really know. And things have gone much better than anticipated, which is good. Yeah. And our community has been incredibly supportive. I mean, we, I live on a small island. It's a very small place. It, we've had incredible members who have offered us donations. And, and so it's been this thing where the first three weeks I had panic attacks every day. Usually they would wake me up at three o'clock in the morning in a cold sweat. And I was just like, holy fuck. What am I going to do? What's going to happen? And then it was like, I had moments in time where I would have huge bursts of energies and then I would just like crash and burn. That's exactly me too. And like you guys, I was doing the shuffle. I work full time. I teach yoga. I've got side jobs going on. I, mm-hmm. And I mean, basically working six, sometimes seven days a week. Absolutely. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's at full stop, right? And I can go to my office. I mean, the club is closed, but I still have access to get to my office because there are certain things I have to do there. Yeah. The nice thing thing is, is that I feel like my creativity that was so stifled because I was so tired and so busy has really loosened up. And it's the the forward thinking tech stuff that, you know, comes, I, I wake up in the morning and go, okay, we need to do this. And people are like, where did that come from? That in come my from? dream last yeah. night. No, I dream about that. <laughs> and I go, I'm, like, I'm like thinking, dreaming. I'm like, do not forget about it. Do not forget I know. that put you're a, thinking about this. Put, a little put, put something by next to your bed so you yeah. can write it down because there are just so many opportunities. And Jenna and I had a conversation last night and I was telling her, she's like, you know, I just got to figure out what I want to do for a big girl job. And I said, you know what? I said, don't worry about so much about what your path and purpose is. Mm -hmm. Start thinking about the things that excite you or something that makes you feel good. Or, and she's like, I want to do something unusual or outside in the box. And I said, and that's pretty, she goes, but I don't have a degree. And I'm like, so what? doesn't matter. In this day and age, that doesn't matter. If, If you keep thinking, and honing in on the feelings of this makes me feel good. This is why I want to do this, whatever it is. I said, something is going to come along and it may take a while, but the right thing is going to show up and you're going to go, I never would have thought about this. For me, I mean, I've had people say, well, will you share what you're planning and what you're going to do and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? My employer is paying me for this. Yeah. If you want me to help. And I said, and I get people are struggling, but if you want my help, you're going to have to pay me as a consult. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not giving this away for free. For free. For and free. I'm not cheap either. So 
Good. That is a message. Never Lots of women need to hear. But I mean, that is the thing is like, how can I maximize what's going on? Can I cobble together the technology to be able to do things like Heidi, as you were talking earlier about being able to go back in the club, but still be able to offer this virtual space that mm-hmm. you can work with people that either are snowbirds. I mean, we have a lot of snowbirds here, right? They go away and come back in the summer. And so it gives you a whole nother aspect to the streams of income that you can generate just by one little piece of the puzzle. That's incredible. So no, I mean, I just, there are times I walk out in the street. Now, granted, I live on a little tiny Island, like I said, and there are not, I live on an Island. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys have an open invitation to come visit. Oh my God. When when we come come visit you. And I'm coming to swim in the pool. (laughs) But I leave the club sometimes at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night or even 7 38 o'clock and I could walk down the middle of the street because there's nobody out right because yeah, most people commute into the city on the ferry every day and when they come oh, home yeah. they're home to be with their family yeah. or do whatever right but there are times like right now because there's hardly any airplanes yeah. there's no traffic noise and I literally walk outside and go this is Armageddon oh, this, yeah. this, this, this is so the, the apocalypse yeah. Yeah. but everybody that I know is still alive Alive. I mean, there aren't any zombies chasing me, so I figure that's a good thing, so I don't yeah. have to run. It's just a very odd sensation, and one of the trainers came into the club when I was there today, and she said, Sherry, she goes, I feel like I've died, really? and that this is sort of the alternate reality of, wow. you know, because when you think about it, really... Wow. You know, your former life is is it's gone. Wrong. I mean, it's it's not, it's wrong. bad, right? It's not coming back the way it was for sure. No, nope. And everyone's like, "Oh, this is the new normal." I'm like, "No, no, no. This is the pit stop because on the yet, way you to get the to new re- normal. Redesign your normal." There yeah. you go. I refuse to accept this as the new normal. Right. One, just because of the politics of the situation. And two, (laughs) I'm such a a touchy person. And like the new normal cannot be where I can't hug my friends. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, and that's been hard for me. I mean, especially with my granddaughter, we are all over each other. And we go to breakfast and we go to the beach and Mm -hmm. we go to the Walmart and look at the toys. And she's like, you know, how come I can't hug you? Are the big germs gone yet? What can I I come and do a spend over. It's just uh, I'm pointing at myself. The extroverts and the huggers are not okay. We are not okay in this situation. But that's the thing is like this isn't I will not accept this as the new norm. And I know that there are a million things that I could say about this situation, you know, just medically, politically, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But we as a, as humans have the opportunity to really redesign what we want our new life to look like moving forward, which there's a lot of power in that. And I go to the market with a targeted plan with my list. I go all the way around everybody else. I see people, in the grocery store and there's two of them. It's like, right now, one of you needs to shop. The other yeah. one needs to stay home. You're taking up the whole aisle while you're standing there talking about what you want to buy and touching everything. <laughs> Get out of my way. That's basically, you know, I'm like, I have a mission, okay? Yeah, yeah. Here's my plan of attack. Yeah. This is the course I'm going to yeah, take. I'm going to get the hell out of here, right? Planners. We do. We're guilty. We go together, though, but we have a plan. <laughs> well, we that's have a plan good. That's good. Stop touching everything. I don't touch everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, and, and I go, you know, I'm an eight minute walk from the beach. So I go walk the beach every day. Oh, and that. as I come up from the beach up the road, people are standing in the middle of the fucking sidewalk. And I'm like, you know what? Your spatial awareness sucks. And I just walk out in the street. Thankfully, there's no cars enough for me to have to worry about it. But, you know, those are the things that I do. And I wash my hands. I wash my hair, my skin, my clothes every single day. Yep. You, yep. Us too. When things come in, when I get deliveries in, I spray it down a little alcohol. I open it up in the doorway. I get rid of all the packaging and you know what? I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like you can be cautious. Yeah. Like there's a difference between letting this new norm, like completely just tear down or tear apart your, but there's, and then there's the delicate balance of like taking necessary precautions without going to the extreme. And I understand that everybody needs to be safe and do what we think is best because really at the end of the day, we don't know honestly with a hundred percent certainty what the hell is going on. So it's just about doing what you think is best for you and being cautious. Like that's really all you can do and being okay with that because if you go to bed like panicked or, I mean, this is what's spiking anxiety and and causing, you know, insomnia and all these things where it's like you're letting all of this infiltrate like we got to the point where i'm like i don't watch the news anymore oh i haven't watched the news i haven't watched the news since the banks crashed in 2008 (laughs) that's even better i mean in about a week like and after a while she and i were like this is it we're not yeah i think you know well and there's so many mixed messages don't wear a mask in the beginning was don't wear a mask then it was healthcare workers wear a scarf or a fabric mask or whatever and you saw them bitching and moaning about what a ridiculous idea that was Mm because it wasn't going to save anything yeah and and then now it's you're selfish if you don't wear a mask because you're doing it to protect other people and it's like i'm not breathing on you i'm not coughing on you Mm -hmm. i'm not sneezing on you yeah and that and what i see behind those masks is fear in people's eyes that's what i'm concerned about is we need to get back to we're in this together and we need to come from a place of love and not fear I yes. love that for sure. So because true. you fear. you can't do this with fear, and it's okay to be concerned with your. I mean, I have an eighty three year old dad who has a pacemaker and freaking diabetes, and he's in the top category of people yeah. that. And you know, we don't go see him. I mean, if we do, we're outside, right? Yeah. So, and my mother, who's eighty one, who refuses to stay home, but um, what's her heart? Well, she was five when the polio epidemic hit in the forties, and they were under quarantine for five months. And so that's what she remembers. Wow. So to her, this, this is, this is triggering yeah, a this lot. Is, this is a huge sure. trigger. Wow. And so, and, and she says she doesn't have any trauma, but when she says that the polio epidemic was worse that's than trauma. that, it's like, yeah. That's, yeah. So, you know, we just, she tries to stay busy, but it's very difficult for my brothers. You know, they want to try and tell them what to to do and you can't do I know I'm grateful my parents are listening they're good they're not leaving the house which is nice so that makes me feel but you know but my mom tries to be cautious you know she wears a mask when she she wears gloves when she goes out but she forgets and touches her face Okay. We have so much on guard on. I know. We do like on guard. Non-stop. I use all my all my oils to keep yeah. ourselves clean. Well, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's like all you can do is do the best that you can do, okay. and you can't worry about people who are walking around asymptomatic. You can't. You, you can't, can't function that way. I have no. Control. So you either have to stay in your house and never go out, or which is you any good. Anyways. I am hoping that wine. <laughs> 
That's my own. <laughs> well, and I firmly believe that I've already had this. I think I had it in January and February. Yeah. I have, that's, that's what we are hearing so often. Like, I mean, I knew a number of people who were sick for a while. Very, very And sick. then, I mean, I even recall, I was telling Bentley, I was like, you remember that night? Like, I just had the, you I was the sweat. Sweat. And then I was you chilly up, and then I like, sweat. And like, sick. I literally had to wake up and like change the sheets. <laughs> that, like, so ready. gross. <laughs> and nothing ever came of it. But I'm like, could that, have, like, I don't know. Like people, so now they're talking about this well, antibodies test. And everybody has a different reaction to it, right? Not no. everybody is going to have the full-blown symptoms. They, you know, maybe 10% of the people are going to be in a category where it's so bad for them that they die. Correct. And that's awful. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we have people who die every year from the flu and nobody talks about it and we don't go into quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine. The vaccine is going to be like a flu vaccine. They're yeah. going to try their best to figure out the strains and then it's going to be a Hail Mary pass. Yeah, right? Hail Mary. Yeah, no. That's why and I'm- so it, it might work for some people. It might not work for others. Those of us that are chemically sensitive will not be doing anything like that. Mm-hmm. There is no cure. They also don't have a good treatment. So if somebody is ill in the hospital, they haven't found the correct treatment to be able to actually help someone heal other than to put them on a ventilator and to try everything that they know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just a very interesting situation. The governor of our state happens to live here on the island. This is where he's from. And we have a very well manned and structured public health system in Seattle. And he relied on them and they were the ones that set the policy. They're the ones that are telling people, telling how we should proceed because there's been no federal mandate for any of this, as we all know. know. I'm really proud of the fact that when that first person showed up as patient zero here in Washington, when we thought Mm -hmm. that was the first person before they found the people down in California, that the way it was handled from the very beginning was incredible. In fact, one of my yoga students is an EMT and he picked up patient zero. In oh, Seattle. really? Oh my gosh. That's cool. And they were not allowed to talk about it until yeah. recently. Oh, so, you know, he said we have like over 350 people involved in our county that we serve and not one of them out of all of those folks that are out there on a daily basis, not one of them had have contracted or tested positive mm-hmm. for it. So, you know, there are ways to be able to manage it. Yeah. There, First, there's the fear. You kick everybody into fear to make them behave and do what you're trying to tell them to do. Yeah. But then you've, you, you're only going to be able to keep people captive for so long. And then you're going to get these assholes that show up with their weapons and everything on the, <laughs> the state capital steps or whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm sorry, but that's domestic terrorism. Yeah, I agree with you. 100%, 100%. And when you have someone in the presidential seat that calls them good people, good people, there's something wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um... And you know what most gun shops are sold out of? Ammunition. Ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you look at stuff like that and you just think there's, yes, we need to try and save as many people as possible. Yes, we need to keep the hospital system from collapsing. That's the scariest part, honestly. Um, You know, the interesting thing, I watched a couple of doctors having a conversation with some journalists Mm -hmm. and they were saying, you know, the numbers don't add up. 
We're talking to doctors all over the country in ERs that are empty with empty hospital beds with, you know, there are some people that in in pockets, like look at New York City, when you're talking about, well, that's a very dense urban environment. And people that are, a lot of people living in compromised situations where there's poverty, they don't have cleanliness or good food or, you know, any of that. There's no such thing as space in New York City. And then they were talking about, well, what about Italy and the collapse in Italy? And the guy said, let's go back and talk about 2017. And everybody kind of stopped. And he said, they had a flu epidemic in Italy that almost collapsed their healthcare system. And nobody even remembers it. And nobody even talked about it. Wow. And he said, and that was the flu. He said, that wasn't COVID. That was the flu. So, you know, there are doctors out there that are starting to talk, even though a lot of facilities have forced them all to sign non-disclosure agreements so they can't talk about what's going on and what's happening. That's what I'm saying. Like you, we at the end of the day will never know the the absolute truth of the situation. We won't. We just won't. And it's like at that point, I did like I spent I don't know maybe a week or two weeks where I was so I got so like overwhelmed and like obsessed with trying to just absorb all this information. And I got to I was so that was like my lowest of lows. You remember in the middle of the night, like just sobbing because I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed and confused and emotional. I'm like, I'm done with like, at this point, like, I'm never going to know what really is going on. No, So I'm going to try to live my life as best I can. I'm going to try to live in this unknown as positively as I can take care of my health, prioritize my health, actually. And that's it. Like, that's it at this point. That's, and where, you, that's the, the point that I got to. I was, well, and you both know more than most people out there walking around. Your immune system lives in your gut. Yep, 100%. And the way to take care of that is with high quality food, good quality supplements, yep. sleep, yep. plenty of water, and exercise. And why? Right? <laughs> And one. You have a little, you have no, to have absolutely. That's, that's the formula right there. Well, you, you realize that the alcohol consumption in this country has like oh, gone up by like 75%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Last I heard, yeah. 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 Which, I mean, Heidi and I are only responsible for like 20%. <laughs> but no, it's about the, the, you know, nutrition oh, yeah. and exercise. I mean, yeah, all that stuff. So that's what we're going to focus on. And that's honestly how we've been living every day. Like, Obviously, was reevaluating how we can make money in this time, but also okay. like we focused on our mental health and our physical health. And mm-hmm. your, I, I say physical health. I mean her physical health because I. Have <laughs> been doing I know you're a weenie. I've been a little, <laughs> a little lazy. It's just, it's, we actually had a really. You brought up a beautiful conversation the other day. We were like. We sat down and we started talking like, what have we really learned in this time? Like mm-hmm. Heidi said that to me point blank. Well, that was going to be a question I was going to ask yeah. you is what have you learned or what's your observation? So, so share or, what it is. You asked me that the other day and I kind of sat there and I was like, oh gosh, okay. So I, you know, I went through a couple things that I was really realizing, but speaking of physical exercise, like I realized I am incapable of working out at home. Like I want to be one of those people like her, you know, literally sleep next to her every night. She wakes up and go and does her workout at 6 37 in the morning. And I just can't do it. I have in the five years I've been doing yoga. I've never been able to practice at home. I try and it's not the same for me. Like is it, is it too distracting for you? It's too, I don't know if it's the distractions or 
I, I don't get as like committed to my moment as to where I am, or I, I'm missing the crave of like connection. And on the yeah, end, for me, it's the energy people. in the room. Yeah, but I'm I'm blown away by her ability. I mean, she's crushing it. Not only is she training people and teaching live classes multiple you know times a day, she gets up and does her own workout. Well, but that's been that's been a real. That's what you've learned. So you should no, know. But you've that has been something like a gift. Because my normal, True. my my old normal, and I'm not at my new normal yet, but my old normal was wake up at 4 or 4.30 in the morning. My first class that I taught, whether it was yoga or a hit class at the clubs, was either at 5.30 or 6 a.m. during oh, the week. God, I don't know how you can teach that early. My oh, and I would go from 5.30 in the morning until 7 p.m. at night. Back to back. Yeah, see, back and there's back only back so back much back. physically you can do in a day, Heidi. clients, all that stuff. She's not so horrible. what I stopped doing was taking care of myself. And people are like, yes. we're always working. I'm like, not necessarily. Depends on the class. There's a different things between and then I'm teaching like, oh, and yeah, and then a lot of the classes I teach yoga, Pilates, reformer classes. I'm not necessary. I'm not doing the workout in a sense, Correct. right? I'm just teaching. Mm-hmm. So I started. I didn't give myself. I wasn't giving myself the time I needed for my own. I was taking care of everybody else, and I wasn't doing it myself. I've realized in the first two weeks. I will tell you <laughs> when we were in quarantine. The first two weeks, I used it as like vacation mode. I was like, "This is awesome. This is I have not been." able to stay at home for two years and now I'm here and I literally was like sitting by the pool every day and like reading lazy reading reading and then I was like okay now I'm starting to physically see myself go in a place I don't like so I was like I need to kick my own butt and I started going you know to getting my workouts and I was like this is what I have not had an opportunity to do and I absolutely love it so this is really it makes you a better teacher too don't you think so it's really gotten me like going oh my god this is so necessary for me to get my own stuff in which is and so I'm that's what I've learned like I really love having my own your old normal was you took very little care of yourself in that way. And it's yeah. like this middle ground, whatever you want to call it, this weird time. It's crazy because like, they're in this industry and I'm not really. T- yeah. yeah. But like so. you, you're really prioritizing your time now, which is amazing. And then moving forward, right. When we reestablish what a new quote unquote life will be like, like, you know, really firsthand the value of committing mm-hmm. to taking care of yourself. It's like, yeah. you have to like lose it and then bring it back yeah. to be like, Oh shit. Like I can't believe so I didn't I, I'm grateful that like this, this has really shown me like this is so important. You need this in your life. So whatever happens in the near future, I will definitely make sure I keep this special time for myself. I love that. Wow. Well, and you both know as well as I do that it's very, very difficult to make it as a fitness and wellness Correct. instructor, leader, coach, whatever you want to call it. Um, and there's only so many hours physically in a day mm-hmm. that you can do all of that. There's only so many classes, yoga classes I can teach in a day, in a week. I mean, there was at one point in time when my daughter was young that I was teaching 10 to 11 yoga classes a week, working full time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it was the hustle, right? Yeah. I mean, it was, I needed the money. 
money. I'm looking at all of that. And so while I would prefer not to spend as much time behind a desk as I do right now, I work in a facility that's all about health and wellness Mm -hmm. with people who care about health and wellness. And I get to teach there and do all of that too. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of that blend of being able to have a livable wage, to be able to still do something I'm passionate about, working in a space that, that is passionate about things that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at stuff like that and I think, and this has given me the opportunity to get into some of the, the fringy tech stuff that I miss because I worked in technology for years and years and years. And I don't want to go back to working full-time in technology, but this is just like, it's my thing is, is okay, how do we tweak this? How do we create another stream of income, a passive stream of income. Yeah. Right? So, you know, those are the things that I'm I'm hoping that you guys are thinking about too, is like, how do we at some point in time be able to create a passive stream of income that gives us yeah. money coming in while we're sleeping, right? Wow. How do all of these things that I'm doing right now, what's a way that I could creatively come up with a way to create some passive streams of income? Absolutely. And, it's but, and then I'm going to think about how, I mean, I love travel. I love travel. Yeah. And And in a way that, I mean, I actually love right now being able to be at home and trying to work from home, but how cool it would be to just like travel around mm -hmm, the country or the world and be able to kind of constantly have that stream coming in. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you could, you could make it a, you could, yeah. And you could travel anywhere you wanted and host a a group class in Italy, you know, and sign up, right? So, you know, Siggy, don't you? Mm -hmm. Okay. So she, she was my guest. She was last Friday was her episode Yeah, and she's in Namibia, Africa. And it was so cool to talk to her and hear her talk about the fact that Africa is a third world country, right? It's it, you sometimes forget that, yeah, and that that people there are not dying of this virus; they're dying from starvation because they were already below the poverty level, and now they have absolutely nothing, no safety net, no nothing. And she built her studio is built on her property with her house. So she and she goes, I don't have anybody to sub or anything. So she said, I teach all my own classes. And she said, now that I've been online, she's like, I've got people from Germany and other places overseas that are taking my classes because it's either too expensive where they are or the class times aren't what they can have them or whatever it is. So if you think about being able to be creative and you have an opportunity to expand all the way out throughout the world and you can offer it as you can do it a live stream at this particular point in time, or you can do it as a recorded class in a time that makes sense for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And just well, being able to think about we'll have our we'll have our little um, we'll have a little business called training wheels. And we'll there you go. <laughs> we were talking, talking uh, I'd about- like to point out training wheels is the first time I've ever heard that phrase. I always I always was gonna I always thought about having a business that literally drove around like a little gym that you have in a camper. A mobile a mobile gym. a mobile gym. This is new. Apparently we were here. We were so 
looking, looking at little tiny, tiny trailers. Tiny They're so cute. Because I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm looking at a big fifth wheel to oh. completely renovate and live in. And it'll be my traveling podcast and yoga. Perfect. Yes. See, that's awesome. Tell us where to meet I think you. It's right? yeah. I would love that. So, and, and I just think wow. that people like us, like you just said, tell us where to meet you, is that we can come up with a workshop or a meetup somewhere and people can meet up in a park or we can go to, you know, somewhere in... I don't know, go to somewhere in Utah and meet up in a park and and do a workshop or whatever. And it can be yoga, it can be fitness, it can be wellness, whatever it is. And that I think that those are the kinds of things that when you team up together for stuff like that, Mm -hmm. everybody brings in sort of their own unique piece. It's incredible what can happen. I just- Absolutely, I love it. I just, I refuse to see, yeah, I refuse to be, everyone's like, oh, you know, you got to stay inside the box. And I'm like, what box? No, 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 no. What box do you remember? I don't like to color inside the lines either. So (laughs) it doesn't really work for me. No, not at all. But you know, and I know that in LA. Time ago. Well, and I know that I know that in places like LA and other places that they do have some of those utility trailers that they've turned into a gym on the inside and they just, they just pull up and do their thing. And, you know, I've got some, I've got some private clients that I work with and they were kind of struggling with their, their Wi-Fi, and they finally got it to work and they're elderly and they both have their health issues. And sometimes they're just happy to see me and have me ask them about their day. And we do a shorter yoga session and, and they feel connected. Because it's all about connection. And that's the crazy thing. Like I this is so new to be doing this virtual training. And you have to be creative. You have to work hard. I'm I love it. I still feel very connected, even though we're not physically in the same space. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. Like, I mean, even when I'm teaching a live class and there's no interaction, because I'm not doing the Zoom, my live classes I'm doing via Instagram. Oh, are you? Yes, you can't see anyone. My it's not Zoom links or anything like that. I still feel like, and I see people kind of chiming in, you know, as you're teaching, I can see my phone and comments. People are joining and stuff. And so you, you there's, there's, there's activity and I, I feel that vibe it, but I still feel, and I, and then I know people who are actually like, Oh my God, I'm about to take the class with you. So I know that they're there. So I feel like there's an energy that is just incredible, even though we're physically not in the same Space. And then with my personal clients, yeah, there's now that's where, you know, I see them and we speak and there's the interaction, but it's, it's really now cool. let me ask you this. Do they all have equipment at home to be able to work out or yeah. have you had to get creative with? No, them? I haven't. Um, the ones that I've been working with have, have equipment Stuff. and then yeah. I just bought a reformer, which is being shipped tomorrow. So I, a client, the one I was talking, speaking to you about before, who's, um, who are going to still train because she goes back to Denver tomorrow. She just bought a reformer. And so in a few weeks when she gets hers, we'll then you guys could do it together. That's awesome. On Zoom. Yeah. Well, no. and you know, I'll, I'll tell you that though Facebook live and Instagram live 
is serves a purpose and and it's good for all of that. The reality is, is that having Zoom, even if they're the size of postage stamps for me to be able, because I am a teacher who, who teaches by what I see going on. Yeah. Right. I teach by energy in the room and I teach on the fly. Right. I, I may have some sort of a kind of a container that I'm thinking about what the theme might be. But when I teach, when there's a room full of people, it has to do with who walks through the door, what the energy is. Sometimes it's like, you know, I woke up and my left piriformis is bothering me. So we're going to have to do something about that today. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, it's one of those things where if you get creative now, because we need to get our equipment back that we loaned out from it to everybody, we created a, a, a shop page on our website for the club where all the trainers put together different equipment. So there's stretchy bands, there's the thinner bands, there's the sandbags, there's, you know, and we put it all together through Amazon. We created our own affiliate link and put it all together. And all they have to do is click and purchase and it sends it out to them. Nice. So, I mean, there's things like that too, Heidi. You could put it together, you know, a page on your, do you have a website? I didn't even think I that. do have a website. And then I've been putting all of my videos on my YouTube. Yeah. And that's great yeah. to be able to offer content for free for Yeah. Free. Yeah. And so, and I've been, um, you know, everything I've been doing with the classes is all donation based. And right. there have been some lovely people who are definitely. Well, and, and there's been a lot of conversation in the yoga world. I knew you were going to. Yeah. About calling it donation or the reality is is that you and I and everyone else who's doing this we're actually probably working harder than yeah. we do when we're in person yeah and though there are over 30 million people in this country out of work and we need to be you know my thing is is and one of the studios that I take from that's over on the other side of the water that I'm doing remote. I mean, they're charging their regular rates. And the thing is, is if you can afford to pay it, you pay it. If not, it's a sliding scale of of you pay what you can kind Mm -hmm. of a thing to try and get away from using the word donation because you're not donating your time. You are serving your students and you deserve to be paid right for what you're doing. That's this whole thing around. Cause I was like, I'm just going to do a donation based thing. And then I had a couple of yeah, not did. really for anything except for the fact like I'm grateful because I didn't really start teaching. Like when this whole thing happened, I, right. I was like she we're gonna set her up. You know, that first day that first week was like vacation, right? And then we were like, we kicked yeah. it into gear. And she's like, Well, what if I started doing virtual? And I was like, Okay, great. And I sat down at my computer and I sat her up with a with a online scheduling oh, calendar. She's I set her up with every, I was like insane. She's so amazing. Like <laughs> I, what what online scheduler did you find? Calendly. We just used Calendly, which I've used. Yeah. Calendly oh. and then it goes to Zoom. But like she she was I the one that up. set me up like I would still be figuring it out right now. So well, I- and that's the thing is to be able to have that is to wow. be able to, like you, there are people like Bentley and I, and then there are people like you who are I like, I just want to do, but yeah. I don't know how to put all the other pieces right. together. Right. In my Instagram, bio, you can go to my website, you can go to my Calendly calendar, I'm you can go to my YouTube page. Like I'm it's like all there. Heidi my- G fits technical support, but yeah. I got her up and running in like, you know, hours. But so I'm- are you, are you using Linktree? 
Linktree. Yes. Yeah. So we're. Yeah. So I've used Linktree and Calendly before for a couple other reasons. So I knew how to. Right. Up and I was I've never used it. Ding That's ding 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 ding, ding. And I set everything up for her. And, and it's like, so mm-hmm. slick, man. Oh, oh, so easy. And I have the pro version of Linktree, so I can put my own picture I know, behind I there and all the pretty little different shapes for all the boxes you I can know. Yeah. You have a fancy one. I still have the basic one. Well, but the, the designer in me is like, ooh, I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I set her up with everything, which was awesome. And I didn't really, for whatever reason, I was just like, I'm not going to start teaching. I just, I was like, I'm going to work on a couple other things that I want to do right now with this time. But so I really wasn't in the mindset of thinking financially, like, what, how does the, how do we approach this? And right. I have to say, I saw like there are people that I follow on, on Instagram and I read this one extremely well-written, profound like post that this girl that I followed for a long time put up. And I was like, she really brought a beautiful point. And it was talking about like, honestly, I, I, there's a delicate balance, right? You want to offer free yes. stuff because people yes. have lost their jobs, right? And like, and I'm one of them. So yeah. like, I don't have a membership anywhere to anything. So I was like, if I'm going to do yoga, I'm going to do it at home out of my head because I'm a teacher. Right. I know how, but right. people, that's not working. Well, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's this balance where you want to serve it. Right. And then there's this whole thing, you know, as being a yoga teacher, right. Like serving your community and doing and doing good and all, and all these things. But at the end of the day, like you're also a teacher who invested yes. money in educating yes. yourself and going through training. And this is how, and they're, this is a living for most out there. And, yes. and I read this and I was like, shit, she's right on the money with this. Yeah. Like I resonated so hard with this. So when she was like, I'm going to offer free classes, I was like, sit down. And what you do for free, free is, is you give them smaller segments, yeah. right? A 15 or a 30 minute segment for free that yeah. you, you know, that, that people can then, I mean, cause I was doing some of that for like the frontline people. So for Absolutely. people, in the wellness, we are, you know, our our local grocery store folks I love that it. they could yeah. use. And that's what you can well, do. All my, I mean, my, yeah. And I guess I've just, I'm comfortable just, I, there's three weekly classes and right. they're at a set time. And because they are via Instagram live, there's stuff that goes on. They're yeah. not like yeah. the best. You're, I mean, Technical granted, issues. now I'm putting them on my YouTube. So you right. can time. I don't know. To me, it's just me giving back. Like, it's true. Nobody's like, both. that's my, yeah. I think like I want those classes to be as is. I mean, obviously my online training is not free. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, so you can that's do one both, but one. it's like, yeah. this is a really, de- it's this, everything is sensitive right now. It's a delicate, right. topic, but yeah, it's like, right. You want to do good because you're a good person and that's where your heart and soul is. And I, one of the, that's what I admire most about you, but also at the end of the day, you're a teacher and you have to make money. So it's like, it's a really delicate balance and it's scary, but I, I appreciated reading her post because it kind of reframed my mindset on it. And I was like, okay, let's, let's actually sit down and evaluate how we can accomplish both, which I thought was really cool. Well, and I just, I think it's really good to be able to offer certain things for free for people to get to know who you are or, (laughs) you know, that maybe they're struggling and you can offer them a 15 or a 30 minute session for free at the same time you know you and and I I I get tired of talking about the funnel and the avatar and the this and the that and the all of that stuff but the reality is is that you want to be able to serve your students for sure and those students like you said they need to understand I mean I've been teaching for 18 years I spend a lot of money every year 
on continuing education. Yeah. I go to workshops. I and not because and I don't believe in the yoga alliance and those three little letters. They, mm-hmm. they make yeah. you a good yoga instructor. Yeah. Not true. And so I do it because I am curious, because I want to learn more, because I want to and I don't teach my students anything that I haven't tried out on my own body because I got broken shit here to be able to take care of everybody. Yeah. Things like that. And I'm not going to show up and and give them any less or teach them any less or teach them only parcel. I'm going to show up and do the whole thing. And I have every right to expect to be paid for that. And I think that as women sometimes, and especially in this real soft sort of side of classes and, and things that we're doing, it's really easy to undervalue ourselves, Mm -hmm. our skill set, our knowledge, our education, all of that. And what we do is actually helping people live better lives, right? So, I mean, that's a value. Yeah. I find that more valuable than, than anything else. So, because if, if people cannot live well, and I'm not talking about financially, I'm just talking about like what Heidi discovered. I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. I was giving to everybody else and I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And as women, a lot of times that's what we do. I mean, that's what we're indoctrinated in from the womb. Right. That kind of stuff is just like, it's, we have to change that mindset. And we have to, to, to let go of that thing of, oh, you don't think it's worth it? Well, then I'll take this amount of money. It's like, no, this is what it is. Yeah. I'm happy to have you join me. And if you can't, I understand. Yeah. And instead of coming from a fear-based thing, we're coming from the thing that's, I deserve this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree yeah. with you. I've, I've busted my ass to be here. Yeah. and live in this space. And so I deserve this. And more and, women, and, more women and the, that. Well, and the people that respect that will be the people that you'll attract to Absolutely. that. They're, they're going to understand that. They're going to respect that. Perfect. And they're going to, to know that they're getting good value for what all you're doing is trading value for value. That's yeah. all it is. For sure. It's so true. I, but it, it's good to hear that. <laughs> And I know probably your first instinct is to just, we need to give it away for free or I need to offer it for a donation. You know what? No, here's what my rate is. If you need to talk about something other than that, please contact me directly and we'll have a conversation about what we can do to make this work for you. And, And you don't have to do that for everyone. Right. I mean, you, you get to set your limit of in a class of say 10 people, I'm willing to give three or four or whatever you decide some sort of a break because of whatever their financial situation is, but you don't have to give half people. You don't, you know, I mean, you get to set the tone. So you're the one that has to determine what your value is and and how you're going to reinforce that with everybody that you talk to. Right. It's so true. So when you do your lives on Instagram, that's for free. Yes. Those are the free ones. And then my personal one-on-one, I have one-on-one and duos. Um, mm-hmm. And then actually one of my duos, we've now added a friend. So I have like a little triple. triple. So it's kind of fun. So yeah, those are all, those are, yeah. I offer 30 and 60 minute sessions. Yeah. Well, and that's what we do a lot with the club too, is you have 30 and 60 minutes. You can do a single, you can do a duet. 
you can do a trio or you can do a quad. Yeah, there you go. And they make more money. The more quads they teach, they make more money when there's four people in that rate. And when we originally were thinking about how to do this, we thought, okay, we'll give people a 20% discount than we would give them if they were in the club. Mm-hmm. And offer a 40 minute session versus a 60 minute session because people's attention spans right, right now. Is, yeah. Some of these ladies that have been in this fitness industry for a very long time were like, no, you know, if they want to take a 60 minute session, it's my regular 60 minute rate and we can make it fantastic. And I was like, you go. You I know, I'm really that. interested. I signed up for, there was a uh, online fitness conference last weekend. Yeah. Succeed. I don't know if you heard of it. And so Say I, that again. Succeed is called Succeed. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Okay. So I guess it was, uh, this would have been their second annual fitness conference that they were actually going to have in a location. And then okay. since, since all of this, the pandemic, they clearly put it online. But then I, I signed up. I can't wait. I'm actually started one of the workshops. Um, yesterday, but uh-huh. I have a ton that I wanted to go and check out because half of them are all on online training and streaming and how to build your brand and yes. how to find clients through social media. So I'm actually really excited to peek into that. I have two weeks to go through all the workshops. Well, and there are people out there that are offering even yoga training over Zoom. You know, right now I'm taking a 20 hour yoga anatomy certification through yoga medicine, yoga. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's, I I like her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, solid. So that and 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 Siggy was talking about that too. She's like I signed up for a 300 hour yoga certification for a studio in what did she say Maine or Connecticut. She goes I never would have been able to afford it to do anything like that before. Yeah. Yeah. So she said this, this opportunities just, and possibilities yeah. that didn't exist before. So it's like there yeah. there is a silver lining in every situation, which I literally have wrong arm. 